Free Your Inner Guru is a listener-supported show. Supporting the podcast is also designed to support you by keeping the episodes free of ads, but also with rewards for your donation like the Free Your Inner Guru guidebook, a private listener forum, and live monthly Q&A sessions. To become a supporting member, you can visit patreon.com forward slash free your inner guru. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. Free Your Inner Guru is a place where we hold big conversations about entrepreneurship, personal growth, spirituality, the self-help industry, and all things aimed towards raising consciousness and self-awareness with the purpose of being a kinder and compassionate human being and having a positive impact in the world. Before we jump into the content of today's show, which is all about summer self-care and believing you are worth it. I just want to give you the listener an update on where things are at with Free Your Inner Guru, where I've been the last few months. If you're a regular listener of the show, you'll know that episodes have been relatively sporadic. I'm coming up towards the end of a year-long commitment that I made last September that uh, is releasing and freeing time that's going to come back into the podcast. So I'm super excited about that. And, uh, you know, there's really no um, need to justify or explain why self-care is such an important topic. But I just want to remind you that last year I um, hit the summer really super tired and uh, I gave myself this experience called Summer of Self-Care. And on that journey, if you recall, if you heard the episodes from last year, I rediscovered the joy of cycling and uh, it was and was experimenting with different ideas around, you know, is a summer of self-care about adding new activities? Is it about taking away and learning how to say no? And it was such um, an enlightening and energizing experience that this year I'm taking other people on the journey of the summer self-care. And if you're curious about that, you can go to the webpage, lauratucker.com slash SOS for summer of self-care. And I'll drop some links in the um, in the show notes on that. Um, today's episode is a combination solo and then an interview. I wanted to share something that I've had for over a year now, which is my summer of yes interview with Sean Prue from 2018. This upcoming weekend will be my third, um, trip back to the Sean Prue show on Sirius. So if you are a Sirius XM subscriber, you can hear year number three. Um, it's been quite an evolution over the last few years and Sean, um, is his interview on Free Your Inner Guru from last year is one of the um, all-time most shared and listened to top episodes, um, but also a really lovely relationship has developed between him and I, and I'm really grateful. He's the first person with um, a platform other than this podcast who took an interest in, in me and wanted to hear my story and how being involved in the Sedona Sweat Lodge that uh, happened almost 10 years ago, what that impact was on was on me and my journey away from 
self-development away from spirituality and then my eventual return um, around the time that I was contacted to be in the documentary Enlighten Us. With the 10-year anniversary coming up, um, things are getting more active again on that front, which will also mean that self-care will continue to be a very, very important part of my regimen because I need to continually um, fill the well when you have to revisit difficult times in your life or you're invited to revisit difficult things. It takes energy. It has the possible ability to be triggering. And, uh, you know, as difficult as that experience was, um, I have come to a place of gratitude in everything that it has forced me to learn, become, and be able to tackle. So um, in today's episode, um, the reason I wanted to share this um, interview with you is because rather than try to recreate it, the dynamic between Sean and I and his observation after we'd been talking for about 15 minutes about self-care being absolutely critical for me just opened up that whole topic in my mind. And truth be told, that interview was recorded last May and it was that conversation that launched me into the summer of self-care and ultimately has created something now that has become a program that is fun and light this year. So I'm very, very grateful for that. And it really does just validate why it is so wonderful to have a platform um, like Sean's radio show in his case, in the case of this podcast. And I've got to tell you, some of the interviews that I have recorded to be released in the upcoming weeks, they are just incredibly um, tender and insightful conversations with people who I wouldn't have an opportunity to connect with if it weren't for this. So that makes me very grateful for the journey because that's what ultimately brought me around to launching the podcast just over two years ago. And uh, it also makes me very grateful that there are so many people out there who want to listen to these conversations. So without further ado, here is the second trip to the Sean Prue Show for the summer of self-care and the summer of yes, which is Sean's summer initiative. Have a listen and I'll be back on the other side to um, just break it down a little bit and, uh, and wind things up. Enjoy. The Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Are you saying yes all summer long the way we implore you to preach at you? <laughs> no preaching here, but if you say yes more often this summer to things that you normally wouldn't say yes to, uh, you're going to have a better life. I guarantee that having done it the last few years of my life. Hey, last year on our Summer of Yes programming, the lovely woman sitting across the, the, the way from me here in the studio was on to talk about a terrible experience she had uh, in a sweat lodge and, uh, and, and how she found her voice after this. Have a listen. Laura Tucker, welcome back. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. I wanted to have you because uh, we had drinks on the patio. You and I were, were the ones who we, we both had the, the summer first summer drinks on the patio session. And that seems like a long time ago. It does. We got an early start. We did. It was one of those beautiful days. And I couldn't believe, because I hadn't seen you in a year, I couldn't believe the transformation that you've undergone. Well, it's so... Do you feel you've had a transformation? 
Well, I think you are the one that pointed it out to me because sometimes we don't see these things in ourselves. No. And uh, it's when someone from the outside has that view of the third party. Yep. And, you know, what you saw, I don't really know, but I know it's been a really big year. Uh, for a split second, I almost didn't recognize you. And that's an energy thing. That's an energy thing because this is, this is how it went down too. That the day you came in for taping uh, was not your best day. You had a broken ankle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it was a fractured foot. Yep. yep. I had traveled from Ottawa. I took a plane. Then I took a cab. And then I went to the wrong uh, address. And I had to walk <laughs> on a broken foot that I didn't know was broken in the rain to get here and try to be put together in some fashion. And then the idiot host of this show springs on you that whole clip which brought back all those memories. And we had a, a video promo of the show. And, you know, I had to laugh when I, when I saw it because we caught your expression when you heard all that stuff again. And, and so you were about f saying yes to finding your voice. And I know a lot of people listening often will feel or will uh, acknowledge at least that that's a common problem for everybody. Like you literally had to find your voice again. I did. And what just a tiny bit of the backstory, what had happened was I had tried to use my voice in a situation that I took me a very long time to understand really wasn't in my influence, let alone control. And over the years, I, I continually said yes to some opportunities, some of which were difficult. Um, the first being the documentary Enlighten Us. And that was five years after the fact. So I didn't realize how closed down I was. Mm -hmm. And then you were the first person in that aftermath that came along and said, I want to hear your story. Mm -hmm. I want to hear how this works in your life, not just the more uh, notorious story. Yeah. So that first interview represented a big step for me to come in and have the focus be on, on me. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And then in the intervening year, I had started a podcast just before coming here, the Free Your Inner Guru podcast. And then over the I hear, course... I hear you had an amazing guest recently. Yes, <laughs> I did. I had an amazing guest. He hosts his own talk show. Where? On Canada Talks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 167 <laughs> on Sirius XM. His name is Sean Peru. Great guy. And I, a year ago, you said, sure, I'll come on. And it took me a while to invite you because I was very um, self-conscious about interviewing an interviewer. Mm. It worked out well. It sure did. Yeah, you were great. You really found you your cry. voice. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I did cry. I, I was born a faucet. I'm going to die a faucet. I'm so, or, I was just talking about how much I appreciate life and, and stuff like that. And when you go back into the 15 years that I've been doing life my way and you remember things, it's just, mm -hmm. I just uh, verklempt. And but you, this is my point is, is you were, that's, that's what you were able to do when you were interviewing me a year ago, you it, were not that person. It would not have been possible. And more than anything, it was being able to hold the space for the conversation to, to be had, which means that I have to be, um, emotionally and energetically clean while I'm doing it, mm. which is something I didn't have. I've developed the bandwidth. And I think having that type of bandwidth for other people, for getting outside of your comfort zone, for creating something new in your life. It's a, it's a very important capacity and it's almost one you can take on as a skill that you can develop. So let's, 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 um, let's marinate there for a minute. Um, bandwidth and, and the lingo you were using just now, repeat that. Sure. You've developed the you clean 
energy, mm-hmm. clean. Talk to us about that. So when I came here and had that first conversation last year, not only was I feeling pretty beat up from my my literal journey here to come and talk about my <laughs> journey. I mean, the metaphor is quite amazing. Um, I was, when I heard the clip where, I mean, you took one of the climactic clips from the entire 90 minute movie. Go figure, go home. Exactly. So you start, you hear Oprah's voice, you hear <laughs> James Arthur Ray's voice, you hear the drama, you hear about this, this thing that happened on the world stage and it, it took me back. And then it's always getting out and talking about it has always caused this um, constriction inside of me. And it's almost like if you if you think of a pipe or a conduit for energy, when when we get caught up in emotion that shrinks us, we constrict around it and it gets caught mm-hmm. either and it can get caught in your throat and you got wherever it shows up in your body is is a sign that, hey, you're having some trouble processing this here. And by continually repeatedly getting out there and having a voice whether it's on my podcast on a on a solo episode or bringing in somebody who either has had a similar experience or has been on um, been involved in that with me it's been the repetition and the practice of Mm -hmm. being able to talk about it and over time with awareness um, you know your capacity becomes um, more expanded like you can still have the negative feeling bandwidth yeah i do because you know i think bandwidth there's like if you look at sound waves uh, there's there's high and low Mm -hmm. and i think one of the goals of having a healthy emotional life is being able to yes we have these things that happen to us and they are literally a lower vibration i had a, a deep experience with the one of the lowest emotions and vibrations which was shame that was attached to that because mm. i felt responsible um, and because I wasn't heard, um, but then being able to climb back up to those higher vibrations of gratitude and joy and appreciation and, and know that you don't have to erase one to have the other. They can coexist. So there is, you know, that expanded capacity or bandwidth that I... It feels like um, you're saying that the more you face the monster and look them square in the eye, the smaller the monster gets. I'm not talking about uh, the gentleman behind the sweat lodge. No. I'm talking about your own. Uh, so you're you're in shame, low vibrational place. The more you, so you're talking about it, despite how you feel, and and that talking about it is looking at it in the eye. And the more you're out there doing that, the the easier it has become. Mm. And if I was if I was to learn one thing from this whole experience is that first of all. That one event, as difficult as it was, as traumatic was it, as it was, it, I had to learn that it didn't define me for the rest of my life. It doesn't define me. That it is something that's happened in, you know, a life that is now, you know, over 50 years old and or long. And the other thing is, is that if I had waited until I felt ready, I'd still be stuck. Mm. I'd still be in that condition of feeling voiceless. Uh, thinking voiceless and uh, and getting the results of the voiceless. So I want to ask you, and we're going to take a break and you can think about this uh, answer. What do you say to people who are in similar situations, not so dramatic necessarily, but who have to face that monster and don't have a podcast? <laughs> talk about it on. Sean Show continues. Summer of Yes here on Sirius XM Canada Talks, channel 167. 
You were perfectly formed for the season. You were wonderfully made, marvelous, amorous, glorious, victorious. Welcome back to the Sean Prue Show on Canada Talks, Sirius XM 167. Here's Sean Prue. Here I am, and over there, Laura Tucker, life coach, personal coach, business coach, leadership coach, coach of coaches, uh, is, is with us. And she was with us last summer for our Summer of Yes series. Happy, happy Summer of Yes to you. Uh, and this was one of my favorite things that, that we talked about all last summer uh, was, was, was Laura's story. Um, she was part of a sweat lodge uh, of, a, of, a, of a guru. I'm not going to name names anymore. Um, very well known, uh, the, the secret type of person. And um, it got too hot for three people in there. And, um, and they passed. And Laura tried to say something and was shut down. And so this was a story as it unfolded about her losing her voice after that incident. And now being a leadership coach, you got the voice back. I did. You got the voice back. Yes. And that's what we're talking about right now is uh, on her podcast, Free Your Inner Guru, uh, lauratucker.com. You have spoken about this problem and and, and this situation and this experience in so many different ways. That, as I was saying in my metaphor, whether it's a good one or not, you face the monster, look him square in the eye, and he gets smaller and smaller, right? Um, what do you say to people who have monsters to face, who don't necessarily have um, the vehicle, such as a platform um, uh, like yours, a podcast, uh, where they can talk about it? Well, it's interesting because I'm a coach. You tend to attract people who are like you in some way. Mm. And one of the patterns around the people that I attract as client, and it's not everyone by... They're all gorgeous. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Actually, they are. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, they will tend to have what I've started to talk about as a peak to pit experience. I think that's a language that everybody can identify with where you go into a situations and your expectations are, are high or different and things turn out um, in a negative way. And, you know, I'm a person who's always believed in uh, taking responsibility. If anything, I tend towards over responsibility. Mm. So that pattern played out for sure. So there will be a tendency towards that. And, uh, and so one of the things that, I had to do myself first was was to address the problem on the level or the challenge on the level that it occurred. So for me, it wasn't um, as if this challenge just happened and nobody knew about it because there was some fame attached to uh, the the gentleman facilitating the experience. And at that time, it was kind of the zenith of all the teachers from The Secret. Mm-hmm. It was very newsworthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it played out on, you know, national, international media, which was just piling it on, you know, for, in my experience. It, 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 it people saw what was in the media and then, translate that into their own interpretation of, and it was very hard for, I think, most people to understand what the heck we were doing out there in the desert um, over the course of the last 
nine, 10 years, I think self-development, self-improvement is, is, has become more mainstream. Mm -hmm. Probably sweat lodges haven't become more mainstream, but, but the more you move in self-development circles, um, the more there are these breakthrough activities that people do, whether it's breaking boards, walking fire, uh, bending rebar, you get to see a sampling of all of that in the, in the documentary. And the sweat lodge was unique in that it wasn't like a momentary thing. It was a two hour, um, experience at the end of a full week. Frankly, it sounds amazing because <laughs> I love to sweat. Well, I think the, I mean, it's a native tradition. Mm -hmm. So I have no judgment around sweat lodges themselves. And even the, the idea of, of what it was meant to, to, um, represent, which was a symbol or a metaphor for rebirth and transformation, mm -hmm. which was the whole point of that entire week or that 18 month journey for me. And so going back around to dealing with things on the level that it occurred, um, I kept quiet for a very, very long time. And some of that was very practical because there was a trial involved. There were severe, you know, three people passed away, but there were a number of others who were injured, permanently affected. I was very, very fortunate. You know, it wasn't just too hot for three people. It was too hot for over 50 people who were participating. And, uh, and so keeping things in perspective, being practical, knowing that, hey, you know what, at the time, it wasn't a very good idea for me to go into the media because I knew I was going to be a, um, be a central part of the trial. Mm. Um, but then many years later, when I was asked to be in the documentary, there was just something about going back to the platform that mm -hmm. it would, you know, dealing with that on the level mm -hmm. that it occurs. So whether that's an illness, whether that's, so for most people dealing with their, 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 their challenge would look something like going and having therapy, which I did, going and having body work, which I had so much of. Tell people what body work coach. is. I know, the, I know so, what it is. But. Yeah, so generally speaking, I mean, at the time, I'll talk about myself and what I had done, but I would go for um, just, I was feeling so horrid. Um, and, you know, then there would be aches and pains and stiffness mm -hmm. and just this general malaise. So I was um, on top of talking, you know, talk therapy and um, traditional like psychologists uh, because there was definitely trauma, um, but also non-traditional like coaches and people who are highly intuitive um, might um, might describe themselves as uh, either psychic or or, you know, extra powerfully intuitive, mm -hmm. but there was also, I went for massage, I went for chiropractor, I went for acupuncture, anything to move and discharge that energy out of my body so that it didn't take up residence for the long term. I don't think people realize how much emotion we carry in our body that manifests as, as pain, as ache, as malaise, as cancer. Uh, yeah, eventually yeah, illness. Eventually a strong illness. Um, and, and so what I hear you saying is that self-care uh, was the ultimate um, answer oh, for you. Absolutely. And we don't do that enough. We, uh, especially in North America, we sort of, ah, I don't want to go to the doctor. I'm okay. Ah. Especially guys. I'm not that guy. <laughs> but but self-care, we underestimate how um, very important it is. And I remember uh, when my marriage broke up, that was the first thing I did was uh, get into the mental self-care, the physical self-care, because it's, when it's too much to manage, and often things like, oh my God, what you went through um, are, and people listening to, the, to this, this is what I wanted to hear from you. What do you do? How do you get past that? And it is self-care, 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 mm -hmm. and not thinking that you're strong enough to fix the problem yourself. 
Because if it's that big of a problem, you probably need some help. Absolutely. And I think it comes down to learning to be resourceful and advocating for yourself. And and that is another way of saying having your voice or finding Mm. your voice. Um, So I, as I described, I I had all kinds of stuff going on at the time. And my entire support team, I was living in Kelowna, British Columbia at the time. I had all those people in my life already. Um, So I was already well invested into self-care and self-care does not have to be financially expensive. Um, I'm fortunate. I took on my, in my company years ago, I took on extended health benefits. So I have a responsibility, I feel to myself to use up my benefits. Mm -hmm. I think most people don't operate that way. You know, and most people like I have a bath almost every night and people are always like, Oh, I haven't had a bath in years. I never think to have a bath. Have a bath. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's, that's not playing, make it light, but you know, that kind of thing, that well, kind of thing. Take the day off. Anything that you do with the intent to be caring for yourself, to being compassionate towards yourself is an act of self-care. Yes. And so it's about the intentionality around it. So it can be going for the walk down at the beach. Uh, it can be while walking your dog yes. and being present to the playfulness. Yes. Um, I think we take ourselves out of a self-care mode in so many ways by letting our, our minds just run rampant or by being fully connected to our phones as opposed to yeah, our turn surroundings. The turn the phone off. Yeah. And I mean, do you, people who get into self-care routines and even I meditate, I think that's something mm-hmm. very important to bring up mm-hmm. is that I do. And sometimes it's a gong show. Right. I, I, you know, I doesn't always, it's not always peaceful. It's not always this, what people think of as meditation stereotypically, but every single morning I um, make sure that I take that time to tune in to a quiet mind. Mm. People think with meditation, they get it all wrong too. They think that the, the noise in their head is a bad thing, but that's the resistance. Like in the gym, if you want to develop muscle, you have to have the resistance. So if you want a more peaceful mind, it's like developing a muscle. You have to have that resistance. And, and so welcome that into your meditation, not uh, don't, oh, I can't silence it. I can't silence it. It's there for a reason. Absolutely. Uh, two minutes or less. What is the number one thing you did to get to the place you're at now since we last saw you? Mm-hmm. She's rocking and rolling. And I mean, you even look better. Thank Not that you, you looked awful before, but you look great. Okay, you looked awful before. Okay. I looked awful <laughs> that day. No, you didn't. Um, no, but when I gave it a, a bright light in front of me now, whereas before it was like, ah. I think it was. it's really been letting go of the idea of Wanting to be who I was. Mm, right? I heard that. Yeah. So I just want to be and feel yep. and think and act the way I did That's really before. Good. I'm getting a stunning <laughs> ovation here almost. No, that's really good because people want their old life back and it's not going to be your old life because this happened to you, that happened to you. You've got to be the new person that the problem or the, the, the circumstance causes you to be. You you want to, um, and this is what worked for me, is learn how to integrate it. Mm. So instead of, in this particular case, trying to hide and freaking out if someone, you know, Googled my name and this came up, just let go of that. Yes. Stop trying to hide anything. In our yeah. interview on the, the podcast, you talked about the burden of a secret, mm-hmm. and that really struck home for mm-hmm. me. And it's like, we have to be able to articulate our our emotional life to someone and and finding the appropriate place for that is important but the other thing is is understand that these things don't define us they are the challenges that 
you know, the bigger you want to play and be, it's likely the bigger your challenges are going to be. Totally. You have to in- learn to integrate it. So even when I'm coaching with my clients, we talk a lot about alignment and we talk about integration so that they're not showing up as this um, scattered person who's who's got one persona on one area of their life, is trying to hide something somewhere else, yeah. and then is, you know, acting it out unconsciously you know, in their business. Melissa Etheridge, last time she was on the show, we said this in unison, the world isn't happening to you, it's happening for you. And I think that's half the battle right there is understanding that it's all good. I wish you great joy, lauratucker.com, where you can also hear the podcast that we did. Well, now I'm revealing that I'm the host on Canada Talks. I think you. they knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Happy summer of yes to you, Laura, and to you too. The Sean Prue Show continues here on XM Canada Talks, channel 167. Glad you're here. One of the things I love about that conversation was that we took on some big topics, but it stayed light and felt great. And I hope that came through and that you enjoyed it. A big thank you to Sean for sharing the interview with me so I could release it here on Free Your Inner Guru as we go into the summer a whole year later. It was fun to go back and revisit how important it is to embrace the unexpected and to not cling to a past version of ourselves. And if you're in need of a summer of self-care yourself, come join me. The summer of self-care begins Friday, July 5th. Registration is open until Friday, July 12th. It's an eight-week online program with weekly live Zoom sessions that I'll be facilitating with all of the participants. I'll guide you through a summer of self-care. You'll get to design it. That part's all up to you. It will be intentional, restorative, and most of all, fun. For more information, go to lauratucker.com slash SOS and look for the purple dot to access the invitation only rate. As a podcast listener, you are definitely invited. If after listening to the interview um, with Sean and I, if you want to connect with him online, I've dropped links to his website and the Summer of Yes Facebook page in the show notes. You can tune into the Sean Prue show on Sirius XM 167 on Canada Talks every weekend. I think that's everything. I wish you a happy Canada Day, happy July 4th to listeners in the United States, and a great summer for everyone in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru.